We are LP Magazine, and since 2001, we've been the leader in providing content and education for the loss prevention and asset protection industry, and we are known as the voice and authority of the LP community. Each episode, we'll be sharing and discussing the latest in trends and current issues related to all things retail and profit protection. You're listening to the LPM Podcast. All right, well, hello and welcome everybody to So What Do You Do?, uh, I'm Kevin McMenamin. and I'm your host. This is an LPM podcast. And with me today is Randy Dunn. He's the technology leader for Sensormatic Solutions. Uh, hello, Randy. Hey, Kevin. Great to be with you. Hey, it's it's great to have you here today. Um, and this is kind of a this is kind of a different uh, thing for us because you know as we've talked about you know the the so what do you do concept is typically um, it's that elevator speech, right? It's that that quick, you know, you walk up to a trade show booth and you say, you know, so what do you guys do? Because it's a company that you've never seen before. It's a company you don't know about. Um, but in this case, we're talking about Sensormatic. Uh, Sensormatic is an icon in the industry. Um, you and I have both been in the industry uh, for a while, right? So you would think that everyone would know what Sensormatic does, but you guys have really been reinventing yourselves. And, uh, and we've got a lot to talk about here about what Sensormatic uh, really does, right? Yeah, and, and Kevin... It's really interesting because most people still think about Sensormatic as, you know, one of the world's most successful EAS companies, really important technology introduced 30 years ago. Um, Tyco bought Sensormatic, now JCI, in 2001. Um, And over that period of time, we've actually been transforming the value proposition of Sensormatic. I think people remember you know, back in the early 2000s, as Sensormatic migrated from EAS to digital video, that, you know, probably some folks out there, maybe not many, because I'm a little old. Uh, a lot of people remember the intellect system. And right, right. video and digital storage was really a pretty big transform for Sensormatic at that point in time, because at that point in time, they realized they weren't an EAS company they were a loss prevention company that needed to do, you know, many different things. I, I, you know, I joined up with the retail folks back in 2004 when RFID was announced by Walmart. And the idea with that was in a world of smarter sensors, you know, what's the role, the traditional sensor and what's the role, the smarter sensor And so for the last 15 years, I've run our inventory business, which was really about using sensor tech, much like EAS, making it a little bit smarter. And, you know, we're not going to get into the details of RFID, but making it smarter. And what could you do with a differentiated or smarted sensor? And so, you know, we started working with some of the biggest companies um, in North American retail, actually global retail. And we, and we realized that, you know, the, the, the starting point, the ground zero for smarter sensor tech was not asset protection. It was about inventory management where, you know, the merchants and the operators had a new and big problem. Amazon was bringing tech and Omnichannel was the way to, you know, compete and win against Amazon. And without really understanding what you had and where it was at, um, you know, you were going to do a lousy job of competing against Amazon. And so the RFID mission, while we thought originally was going to be about a better asset protection sensor, actually became one of the most important developments over the last 10 years in inventory management in retail. 
So we got away from what I'm going to call a complete red shopper risk management business. And by red shopper, I mean, you know, the folks that walk to your doors and they're not there to buy things. And we migrated to a green shopper operational enablement business. And, you know, that was kind of game changing. And I don't know that there's a lot of, you know, legacy asset protection companies that have been able to make that transformation. But on that journey, we started to realize that, you know, there's overlap. Tech will overlap, use cases will overlap, and value propositions will overlap. And so as we started looking at that, we went out and bought up the shopper analytics business. We bought Footfall in Europe. We bought Shopper Track in, uh, you know, they were based out of Chicago and North America. Right. And so, you know, the sensormatic that we are building off of today is the legacy loss prevention business, the inventory business that has been organically built over the last 15 years, and the acquisitions that we made out of shopper analytics and helping retailers better manage their labor. Excellent. So let's expand on that a little bit. Let's talk about because um, you wouldn't think, you know, like you said early on, right? A lot of a lot of people think of the legacy sensormatic businesses, the tags, right, on the merchandise. Right. They don't really think about um, the inventory piece. They don't think about the analytics piece. Um, and now we're talking about labor management. So let's expand on that a little bit. Um, where are some of the, the the bigger impacts that you're able to help support retailers with today? Well, and so what you're starting to see is the convergence, the merging, the overlap of these technologies in order to do net new things in the marketplace. So, you know, one of our big successes, everybody knows that, you know, we're maybe a little too uh, proud of it, but the work that we did at Macy's around reinventing their exit and entrance with that whole array of sensors to make their exit smarter. So we've got RFID, EAS, you know, the people counters for directionality, integration to digital video, and kind of reinventing, you know, the capabilities and the tech at the front of the store. You know, that's turned out to be maybe one of the most impactful things that we have done on this journey. But there are other places that are equally interesting in the shopper track world. Think about, um, you know, shopper to associate ratio was the core metric for many, many years. Now all of a sudden you've got associates doing the shopping for their shoppers. You've got omni-channel fulfillment models where there's net new work, where there's a certain amount of customers that are just coming in to execute the back end of their transaction. And so all this work that we're doing around how do you think about scarce and expensive labor? How do you think about the new work that's going into the store? And how do we help retailers deal with that in a strategic way? That's another really, really interesting example. I think like everybody, right? The um, I, I was just at Rila and, and obviously ORC is a big deal. And so, you know, trying to work with the industry around what we would call an enhanced evidence package that would help streamline the interaction between retail and law enforcement around how do they better collaborate, how do they better share, and how do you make it so that law enforcement has a better uh, 
a better case to go work um, once they get handed something from retail, right? Law enforcement needs to win too. And so they don't want to work bad cases. How do we work to help improve that? Those are some of the things that, you know, we've been doing that is actually not in any one of those three silos. It's, you know, various combinations of all three. And that's a that's a key place to be right now. Um, and I, I know that, um, you know, with the, the amount of work that we do with the Organized Retail Crime Associations across the, the U.S. and our Orcas in Action initiative, um, yeah. you know, I, 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 I both applaud the effort um, and appreciate it because, um, unfortunately, we've seen, you know, such an increase in. No, in it's a tough problem. It is. It really is. And and. And, uh, and it's become such a safety problem too, you know, for our associates and for our customers. So um, every little bit, you know, counts, you know, from that perspective. Well, and, and I think, right, um, you know, it's not a fully developed idea, but some of the, you know, some of the things we're looking at and what we're hearing from our customers is brand protection is going to be, you know, asset protection actually has a seat at the table in what I'm going to call the brand protection conversation. Oh, it absolutely does. Absolutely. Protection's a little more literal than the folks that sit in the boardroom, but it's a really, really important issue. And so, you know, she's not coming if she's not safe. I can just tell you that right now. And everybody knows that if it's not safe and secure, she's not coming if she can't find what she needs. She's not coming if there's not somebody that can unlock the case to get at the thing that she's trying to buy. And so as you think about you know, the work that's going on in asset protection today, and you think about the larger, you know, the larger value proposition of retail, asset protection has never been more relevant to the topic of brand protection as it is today. Well, you know, it's funny. I thought it was said very well at Rila too, because it said, that, you know, you saw on all the signs there, asset protection isn't what it used to be. Exactly. Uh, and and I, I think it's, it's more relevant. Couldn't agree more. Exactly. Could not agree exactly. more. Well, and apparently, Sensormatic uh, is not what it used to be either. Well, right? so, um, and, no. and Kevin, what I, you know, one of the really other, one of the big ideas going on is, you know, the pandemic changed or accelerated shopper behavior to a point where it's not going back to where it was before. So there are new shopping behaviors, and, you know, the shopper demands a level of convenience, a level of excellence that they can get, you know, with the brown box delivered to their front door. So everybody's thinking about that. You know, all the senior leaders are working on what I'm calling the friction problem, where, you know, they want to remove all the friction in the store, make the shopping experience as seamless and convenient as it can. But on the asset protection side of things, Friction's quite frankly been our friend, right? We have had a deterrence model. We've had a slow them down model. We've had, you know, an approach to merchandise protection that actually leverages friction. And so in this new world, as we're trying to balance these new business processes that are critical because she's demanding them, right? Everybody's net promoter score is based on how satisfied was she and convenience is near the top of the list. Right, right. is getting challenged by the merchants and the operators on, hey, do I really need all this stuff? making it hard for people to buy, uh, buy our inventory or buy our merchandise. And so, you know, as we're looking at the future of asset protection, 
one of the things, and again, you know, we learned this at Macy's, we learned it at a couple other places, is information and intelligence is a way to create friction after the event. And that's that's kind of a big idea. Maybe we need another podcast to talk about that. But the idea that you can use information and data, identify what you're losing, sort it, manage the high priority stuff, and be able to make an impact on shrink as you're collaborating with law enforcement, as you're tracking down the boosters and the fences, that's a really big idea. And I think it's about to come in a tsunami to the asset protection world. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And I think um, we're, you're hearing you know, pockets of, of the way that's starting to happen um, already. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Heard a lot about it at Relay. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Randy, so this is great. You know, we've, we've, we've kind of uh, touched on, you know, several different um, areas here that, that probably most people don't know about uh, that Sensormatic is, is um, involved with. Let's talk about how, how does that all tie together? You know, um, yeah. let, let's kind of bring this all full circle now. It's, it's a great question, Kevin. And so, you know, as we think about, you know, our move from LP to inventory, we're talking about making sure that, you know, the product is where it needs to be and the retailer knows at the SKU level what they have and where it's at so they can make, you know, really good promises in an omnichannel world. As we think about moving from inventory to our shopper analytics, we're talking about you know, managing the labor and making sure that we are meeting the shoppers' demands, uh, you know, however they need to be met in the place of the store. As we think about, you know, shopper experience to operational efficiency, this is really about digitizing the store and future-proofing um, the retailer's operations and making sure they're relevant for what we're calling this next generation shopper. And ultimately that comes back to, and we all know the problems, but how do you how do you drive that back into your supply chain to make sure that you are using the best information and maximizing the retailer's information and capabilities to make sure that you've got an efficient global supply chain? I think, you know, there's a lot there, which is a lot bigger than the traditional, you know, did they leave my store without paying for something? And you know, we've done all the work and we think it's a really big proposition. Obviously, a lot of work to still be done on it, but it's where our North Star is. Fascinating because I got to tell you, I'm sitting here as an industry veteran and I didn't know <laughs> that, that was everything that Sensormatic did. So thanks for, for sharing that. Uh, how can folks get in touch with you? What's the best way to reach out um, if they want more information on, uh, on Sensormatic? Yeah, no, I, I, I would say, you know, obviously we got a website, um, you know, um, we'll send out the details as, you know, a slide at the end of the podcast. And we look forward to talking to everybody who wants to understand more. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you, Randy. Uh, we've been talking with Randy Dunn. He's a technology leader with Sensomatic Solutions. Uh, I'm Kevin McMenamin with Loss Prevention Magazine. This has been an LPM podcast and uh, that we call, so what do you do? And uh, we just talked to Randy and found out what Sensomatic does. So, now we know what you do, Randy, and um, we appreciate your time today. And for everybody listening out there, we thank you for listening as well. And uh, we hope you'll tune in again soon. So thanks, Randy. Take care. Thanks, Kevin. Nice job. Appreciate it.